Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to our number two of the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Josh Applebaum. He is in Boston, Massachusetts. I am here at South Point Casino in Las Vegas. And over there in Wimbledon, across the great big pond, Josh, it is over. The Wimbledon final will be set on uh, coming up here in a couple days. Breakfast at Wimbledon. It will be Novak Djokovic. Once again, trying to get that uh, that beautiful trophy, the plate they get there over there in Wimbledon. Uh, he's going he's gonna to take on Nick Kyrgios here in the final. Again, Kyrgios getting the walkover because Rafael Nadal could not go. So the Joker, you got to think, boy, this is probably the matchup I would hope for. If you told me before the tournament, I get Nick Kyrgios. But Kyrgios is one of those guys, Josh, I got to meet Nick a couple of years ago in Chicago at the Rod Laver Cup. And John McEnroe was there and some guy named Roger Federer was there. And I talked to all those guys, and I asked about Kyrgios because he was kind of like the forgotten guy when you have all these legends up. And they said, this kid, this is three years ago, this kid is as talented as any player on tour. So the talent is there. Is the temperament going to be there? I'll be curious to see what the number is, and when we get one, we'll get it to you. But it is all said. It will be Kyrgios taking on Novak Djokovic. Uh, Josh, very quickly, uh, before we dive into the NBA here, uh, looking up here at the Scottish Open, just had a great conversation with Wes Reynolds. It's getting really tight. Cameron Tringale, who shot that 61 yesterday, he's coming back to the pack here, two over so far in his round. So those numbers getting really bunched up there. So you mentioned maybe taking some shots at some flyers down the board a little bit. I think you're right on. There's going to be some names in play here. We'll see how this winds down, see if we can get your numbers before round three tomorrow. But when we get to the NBA, and you and I have already had a couple of these conversations. It feels like it's the summer of KD and Kyrie, right? That That's dominating the NBA sports landscape here. Where are they going to go? And how many points are they going to score next year? And the reason why I bring that up is DraftKings has a very interesting prop. And it's a simple one. Who's going to score more points, KD or Kyrie? Well, you go, well, that number's got to be what? About three to one for Kyrie. Or excuse me, for KD. It's not. It's minus $1.75. Now, I look at that and I go, well, wait a minute, Josh. Are we sure Kyrie Irving is going to be available for all 82? And then the other side of me says, but wait a minute, is Kevin Durant going to be healthy for all 82? How do you handicap this? Because the number feels lower than what I would have anticipated it coming out at. 
So I'm kind of right there with you, Dave. Right off the bat, I would lean Durant here just in terms of a pure score and really being kind of the focal point of the offense. And at minus 175, that feels like a pretty, you know, kind of a low number there. I'm with you. I thought it'd be closer to minus 200, maybe minus 250. So I wouldn't be, you know, running to the book just to go bet this just from the perspective of, hey, I think it should be higher. Why is it so low? That's kind of fishy. I think the other thing here is, you know, wh- who are these, you know, what team are these guys going to play for? I think that's the big question here. And, you know, I want to, I'm glad we're addressing this right now because I've noticed something really interesting across the market. And I want to give us a tip of the cap to, uh, to Stephanie, our producer, Steph Kamershek, because she was really, uh, you know, l- kind of really looking at these numbers here and mm-hmm. there are different jurisdictions, different books. So it's kind of hard to get a read on it. But what we've seen in a nutshell, basically, is that I don't know if Kyrie and Kevin Durant are going to go to different teams. I think there's a growing sense that they may stick around in Brooklyn together. Now, you know, if you did go back just, uh, you know, when free agency came out, you know, week ago, week and a half ago, obviously Durant requested trade. Ironically, that came just one day after Kyrie said that he was opting in. So I think we're all thinking, OK, Durant's going to get dealt. Kyrie will get dealt to the Lakers. But we've seen odds really come back the other way. So some updated numbers that are really interesting here, Dave. If you look over the last about 24 hours or so, will Durant and Kyrie play on the same team? This is also a prop at DraftKings. It was plus 900 about a week ago. Now it's down to plus 300. So Mm. this line is moving in favor of these two sticking together. Also, if you look at the two teams when Durant requested his trade that, you know, Woj and all the insiders and Shams were telling us, you know, it was either going to be the Phoenix Suns or the Miami Heat. Well, the Suns over the last uh, week or so, they were minus 110 to get Durant. Now they're plus 110. The Nets, by the way, were plus 400. Now they're plus 250. You also get the Nets and the Suns. Now they're both uh, co-favorites at Bet Rivers, plus 125 to get Durant. So I think, you know, I'm throwing a lot of numbers at everyone right now, but the whole point is, you know, if you date back a week ago, this was, hey, Durant's gone. You know, whether it's going to be the Suns or the Heat or another team, we heard about the Raptors maybe being in that sweepstakes, the Celtics even. There's still a lot of talk uh, in in New England here. I'll tell you that, Dave, about Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant. You know, so that's kind of being thrown out there. But what are the odds makers telling us? I think as betters, always come back to what the odds are telling us because we can have our own opinions. We can have our own thoughts on these things, but what's, where's the money going? Cause mm-hmm. when people are betting their own money, Dave, it's not about an opinion. It's, Hey, your money's on the line. You want to win a bet. That's a great equalizer here. So if you put it all together, it sounds to me like they may just be sticking around in Brooklyn. Maybe you could just say, Hey, you're in a four-year deal Durant. We tried to trade you. We didn't get a good offer. We're going to stick with what we got. I think they could remain with the Nets, which if you go back a week ago, I did not think at all was going to happen. No, you could have got up to 50 to one for Brooklyn last last week uh, to win the championship here. And those numbers have been shorted to your point. I think there's excellent advice out there is it just because Durant says I want out doesn't mean he's going to get out. And to that point, we're hearing rumors of a deal with Minnesota that might have fallen through here. And what we're hearing that the asking price was cat Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards. Not Goose from Top Gun, but the star from Georgia. And four number ones. And what we're hearing, Josh, and we'll figure out whether or not how much of this is truth and how much of this is PR spin, is that the T-Wolves said no. That that's too much. We're not going to give up Cat. We're not going to give up Edwards and four ones just to get Durant. So the market might not be as vast as maybe we all assumed it would be. We knew it would be trickier for Kyrie, right, because there's still – issues with Kyrie that might not have anything to do with basketball and whether or not they want to take on Kyrie Irving for all different, you know, litany of reasons. But with Durant, nobody's doubting and then nobody's doubting Kyrie's basketball ability either. I mean, this is one of the most talented point guards, if not the most talented point guard still in the NBA. But with Durant, it is interesting because it kind of came out of nowhere where all of a sudden the Warriors win the title and Durant says, I want out of Brooklyn. And I don't know if that's just Kyrie related or not, but to your point about these guys playing together, 
you know, we, we talked about this with San Francisco. We're going to have to talk to Rob Guerrero later on this hour about Trey Lance and Jimmy G and these split personalities. It might be easier to do on a 53-man roster. But when you have a roster that's shortened and you got five starters, you know, instead of 11 on a side here, could they actually patch it up? Because if so, if the belief is that they might have to be stuck together here, are they going to be the odd couple of the NBA? Because if they're just playing – and I know they're they're getting along again. I would love to back Brooklyn at the prices that you're getting right now. I'm with you, Dave. And look at just kind of the erratic nature of this odds movement. You know, the Nets were a favorite here to win the title. If you just go back to the end of last year, they were kind of up in that, or they like plus 700, something around there, plus 800. But they were in, you know, top five conversation there because I think you have to respect the great talent of this team if they put it all together. Then we hear the trade, and to your point, you know, Durant wants out. They're 50 to one. Well, now they're back to 25 to one. So again, what are what are what are what's the data? What's what are the numbers telling us? They're telling us that hey, you're getting some bites at the apple with the Nets in a buy low spot right now. So to me, I think this is a situation where if you're the Nets, you don't have to trade Ky- uh, Durant just because he asked for a trade. Again, he's under contract. He signed that four-year deal. I think he's going to be in like the high 40s. I think his last year was like $55 million a year, uh, which is, hey, pretty nice. And I'm not going to complain if I'm an NBA player making <laughs> $55 million, Dave. But I think to your point, you know, one thing with Kyrie yes, uh, last year was kind of holding the team hostage, not getting the vaccine. Will he play? Will he not? Will he play on the road? Will he play at home? That's a big headache. And that was kind of, you know, looking back on, I think more of a kind of a, a frustrating thing that the team had to deal with. Well, now if you look at the state of New York, those vaccine mandates are now pretty much gone. So Kyrie can theoretically play every game next year. If they can patch this thing up, if you can have Durant and Kyrie, it was kind of a weird trade, Royce O'Neal for a first-round pick. I didn't really get that, Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also, again, Ben Simmons. We got to talk Ben Simmons. This guy, oh, obviously, uh, we don't. There are different opinions. He may never be the player we thought he was. Will he ever want to play? I don't really know. But what if Ben Simmons doesn't have to shoot? He doesn't want to shoot. He plays defense. He passes. He rebounds. And Kyrie and Durant score all the points. I just think with the Nets, it, this and this is kind of a cautionary tale with futures in the uh, in the summer and in the offseason things can turn on a dime so quickly in the NBA. So unless you feel supremely confident, unless you're, you know, the guy who, Hey, 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 Tom Brady's going to go to the bucks. And I guarantee <laughs> it, unless you get one of those like source plays, I'd be careful. Cause these, these numbers can really go back and forth again. We could go the nets. I thought we're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Maybe go in the lottery. Uh, not anymore. They could be sticking around with their star players. And right now, 25 to one, with, again, a healthy Durant, a healthy Kyrie. Maybe you get something from Simmons. Remember, Joe Harris was a three-point shooter who was hurt quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I just think the Nets, the more that I look at them and the more I look at the numbers uh, kind of moving in their favor, I wouldn't be quick to dismiss this team blowing up. I think they may run it back. Uh, It's fascinating. And, again, it it should be a a cautionary tale out there before we jump at some of these numbers that you see because they are ever-changing. You do have to keep your ear to the grindstone on that. You're in Boston there, and I know you keep it to the grindstone when it comes to the Seas. So you mentioned the Jalen Brown possibility there. Are they – if it's not Durant, what did they have to do? Because right now they're the shortest favorite on the board here uh, to, to, to win the title next year, which surprises me a little bit. But is it just a matter of maturity that they can run it back with the same unit pretty much? Or do you think they have to tinker to really get over the hump here to, to, to win it all next year? I'm seeing about plus 550 market wide. Yeah, so, you know, to your point, Dave, I think if you talk to different people in Boston, you're going to get different answers here. Now, my answer is don't do anything. I love what you did last year. This is a team that had a really big surprise run to the finals. 
if Jason Tatum doesn't run out of gas and turn the ball over and, you know, kind of a shell of himself the, those last few games, you know, remember they were up two one in that series. You were looking good. Uh, and again, we're, you know, have, you know, people complaining about the, the mean Celtics fans. You were kind of getting in the heads of, <laughs> yeah. of the warriors and, but throw that all away. You know, you come up short, but what do you do? You bring in Brogdon, you bring in Gallinari, you run it back. I think you don't do anything now to me. I don't want Duran if I'm a Boston Celtics fan, because he's too old and he's too injury injury prone, and you're going to have to go way over the luxury tax. But what you're hearing is if there's a deal to be made, it's centered around Jalen Brown. What you're hearing in Boston right now, Dave, there was a, a Sports Illustrated article on Jalen Brown that came out during the finals. It kind of got buried. No one talked about it. But he still holds a grudge that when he got drafted third overall, everybody booed that pick. Mm. And he's talking about how no one believes in him, and he's not he's disrespected by the, the Celtics fans. So my only thing is if, I, I'm gonna, if I'm going to trade Jalen Brown, it's only because he wants out of Boston when his contract over, he's leaving. That's the only way I would trade him for Durant. All right, Stephen Bond, our producer, you have to clip off the part there where Josh just said, I don't want Kevin Durant. We have to put it on social media to KD Trey because he, you know, he he tends to get on Twitter. Josh, he might get after you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When we come back, let's talk a little MVP talk here in Major League Baseball. Come on back with Josh and I. It is the Lombardi Line on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) 
The VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of the month. So not today, you're going to get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, and about preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. So if you want that full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Points Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. Back alongside Josh Applebaum, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line here on VEASAN. And very quickly, I mentioned that the Joker, Novak Djokovic, is on to the finals at Wimbledon against Nick Kyrgios. And right now, the Joker, a solid favorite, Josh, here, minus 550 for the Joker to win that slam. Nick Kyrgios, plus 375. And just a point of reference for historical connotations, the big four, if you include Andy Murray in that run here over the last two decades, out of the last 19 Wimbledon titles, the big four has won all of them. So Nick Kyrgios would be bucking that trend if it's not Novak Djokovic. It's, I don't know that we'll ever see anything like the run we've seen in men's tennis over the last two decades. Absolutely astounding when you look at what fed Novak Djokovic, Rafael Nadal, and Annie Murray for, for a, a moment there at Wimbledon, what those guys have been able to accomplish. Absolutely astounding. But again, plus 375 on Kyrgios who is as talented as the Joker on grass. Does he have the mental makeup to pull through in a potential five-setter? Uh, we'll find out. I look at the uh, Major League Baseball here, Josh, and it's been a great conversation on the network. I think it's a great conversation being had for baseball fans out there. Even my buddy uh, Tyler Fulgham over there at ESPN, you know, Tyler's always getting on me about Shohei. He's the greatest baseball player we've ever seen. I pumped the brakes a little bit on that, but I get it. <laughs> Like, we're seeing a unicorn, right? Like, when you talk about a dominant pitcher and, you know, a, a perennial MVP candidate, I get it. This is something that people haven't seen since Babe Ruth, and none of us were around then when that happened. Now, Judge is still the favorite right now to be the AL MVP. Small number, minus $1.10. But Shohei, plus money at 240 So, for the, the people in the camp of, well, Shohei just, he has to be the MVP, because he's a dominant pitcher, whether or not he's the best pitcher, whether or not he's a Cy Young, that's another conversation. But because he is this unicorn that we just haven't seen, it has to be Shohei. How do you defend that argument if you're Aaron Judge and you say, well, I might hit 60 bombs on the best team in baseball? Is that the counter argument if you want to back Judge at minus $1.10? I think that might be the counter argument. And a lot of times when you see these awards, Dave, it often goes to, you know, the player on the best team. So, you know, I'll go back to Marcus Smart winning defensive player of the year award. If the Celtics weren't, you know, one of the top seeds and one of the best defensive teams, would he have won that? I'm not sure. Being on a good team, put him over the top. So I think I look at it in terms of, and here's the big question mark here. Number one, you missed a lot of the good numbers with Judge. He's mm -hmm. pretty much even money right now. Again, you go back a month, I think he was like plus 200, plus 150. So just from the standpoint of, are we getting a good number on Judge? Not really. Now, the counterpoint to that is if you cash the bet plus 100, who cares? You win the bet. We're all <laughs> trying to cash tickets. That's the whole point here. But I think to me, if you're going to bet Aaron Judge, you're taking kind of a risk here because, yes, his numbers are incredible. But this is a guy who you know has injuries, and he, he didn't uh, play last night against the Red Sox. Didn't matter. My Red Sox lost another one last night, Dave, <laughs> even without him and Rizzo in the lineup. But he had some – I think both of his calves were, were kind of acting up. So this is a guy that, as great as he is, 
We missed a good number. And does he get cropped up with an injury late in the year that kind of derails him? So if you ask me who I think it's going to be, if he stays healthy, I think it's going to be Judge. I think at the end of the year, he's going to be on the best team in baseball. He's going to put up some ridiculous, you know, Roger Maris, you know, uh, type numbers here, Mickey Mantle type numbers. So that's in his favor. But if you're asking me where the value is, I do agree with your buddy, Travis Fulgham. I think it is Otani here. I mean, if you look at his numbers, just both sides. This is incredible with Otani. You can look at both his hitting and his pitching. And it feels like every you know time he goes out there, he does so he sets some new record or you know his exit velocity off the bat is over 100. He's throwing it nearly 100. I mean, just from the pure baseball talent, eye popping things that he does, I think you're going to get a lot of love for Otani. But just from on the mound here, Dave, eight and four, 2.44 ERA. I know a lot of people have been just riding his over K prop. It's been like seven and a half every start, and he's getting like nine or ten Ks every time. He shut out the uh, the Marlins the other day and, and uh, pitched great. Looking at the bat, too, 18 home runs, 53 runs batted in, hitting 257. So I think my angle is, you know, if you're making me take who I'm going to, who I think will win it, I think it's going to be Judge. But again, it's an injury risk that if this guy who's had injuries in the past, if they crop up here and Otani continues to grind and, you know, it's just like Twitter. Turn on Twitter every time Otani takes a start. I know you do this, Dave. You're going to set some new records, some yep. new crazy stat. It's incredible what this guy is doing. And again, for the game of baseball, which, you know, when I was growing up, it was baseball was everything to me. You know, over the years, baseball's lost some of its popularity. The game's a little bit too slow. You know, it's not as exciting as maybe it used to be. Otani's the guy who's bringing baseball back to life, almost like McGuire and Sosa in that home run season back in the late 90s. So plus 240, again, I think he was like 10 to 1 at one point or maybe like a month or two ago. But I think Otani, there's value at plus 240. I just think if Judge stays healthy, it's going to hard to beat those numbers for Judge. We talk about it all the time in the network, and I think it bears repeating to everybody out there. It, when you have narrative-driven awards, this is not to say that they're without merit because clearly these are the two top candidates. So obviously the numbers stand for themselves. But you just nailed on something that I think is very important for the better out there. I would think they would want Shohei Otani to be the MVP. Like if it's close – you give it to the guy who's doing something historically we haven't seen in 100 years since the Bambino, right? Be a dominant pitcher and a dominant hitter. So whether or not he, again, is the Cy Young Award winner, but if he's still an elite-level pitcher, and, and again, this gets back to some of those narratives of, like, that's why he's got to be the MVP. I'm with you, Josh. The only way I could play this right now is Otani at plus 240. As much as I think it should be Aaron Judge right now, you got to think about how you get home with, with cashing these tickets. And that narrative is going to be out there. Again, not without merit, but it, it will be. He's the face of baseball. We want him to be the face of baseball. We want people to see that you're watching a unicorn in action and you just won't see this or haven't seen this and might not see it again. So Aaron Judge might have, you know, an unbelievable offensive season, but we've seen that. We've seen it with the Maguires and the Sosas and whether or not and the Barry Bonds and whether or not those were – we're done, uh, you know, illegally or enhanced. That's another story. So while Judge is a great story, the better story is still Otani. And because of that, he's going to garner that respect from the voters, a voted on award. This is not analytically pure analytics. We can just look at numbers and go, this guy gets it for X and Y. There will be a narrative driven to this. And I think for that reason, you're very smart, very astute to realize that that's going to be the narrative that's out there and you have the prospects that Judge could not stay healthy potentially, which would be a shame with the year he's having. But let's see if that plays out. If they let Otani go, because the other side of this is they could shut him down if the Angels are out of it and they don't want to to waste his arm here, you know, in September if they're kind of out of it. 
that could be something to keep in as a factor, too. But I think the other thing would be true. They want to keep pushing this incredible story of baseball that is Shohei Otani. I'm right there with you. When you look at the National League here, Goldie right now is the small favorite. And he really, boy, what a year he's having so far in the National League. At about minus $1.05 uh, we're seeing here at BetMGM. Manny Machado has been banged up, still right there at 5-1. to one. The polar bear is the one that intrigues me at 5-1. to one. If the Metropolitans could hold on, and let's say they have the best record in the National League when it's all said and done, I know that's they might not even win the division. But if they can, is there any value there on Pete, or would you go further down the board with some of those Braves and Freddie Freeman and Trey Turner and Mookie Betts? So I think the conversation, we got to start with Goldschmidt here again, which I thought was a really big pickup a couple years ago from the D-backs. And why is he having such a great year this year? I think a big part is Nolan Arenado, you know, some protection there. It's almost like the, you know, Ortiz Ramirez back in my heyday as a Red Sox fan <laughs> here, Dave. When you get some protection in the lineup, it's funny. They don't pitch around you as much. You get better balls to look at. So that's a part of his huge season. Now, the other thing is, again, we missed the, another good number here. Goldschmidt, I remember doing a betting across America. Maybe it was like, Two weeks ago, something like that, he was plus 135. Now he's a minus number, minus 110. His numbers are incredible, hitting 342, 19 home runs, 65 runs batted in. But again, and the topic of, hey, who do we think it's gonna, is going to win and then also who has value, I'm with you. I'm kind of leaning a little bit with uh, with Alonzo here. Number one, he's coming from one of the best teams. He's hitting 277. His power numbers are great, 22 home runs, 69 RBIs. It's also the kind of guy that, you know, when you get into the dog days of summer, the weather's heating up. This guy can hit a ton of home runs for mm -hmm. you. And by the way, he's coming from one of the best teams in baseball. I know the Mets, you know, they're more like a 500 team the last month or so when they had such that uh, that great start there. But if you start to get Scherzer back, you know, DeGrom, it's been quiet on him. Can you get DeGrom back? That, I think that award, again, a, you know, a really good player coming from one of the best teams. If you're now giving me, what is it, Dave, plus 600, yep. I could look there for sure. My only thing with Machado, plus 550, I think he's having a really good year. I'm questioning if the power numbers are going to be there. Uh, and again, he has missed some time due to injury. And of course, you always look at these Dodgers, Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman. In a way, they kind of hurt each other because you have so many great players on the Dodgers that if you take one away, they're probably going to be a really good team anyway. So it's kind of kind of a knock against them, even though maybe it shouldn't be. So again, Goldie definitely has got some great numbers. He deserves to be the favorite. But I'm with you. If you're making me pick, uh, you know, kind of a non-favorite there, I think Alonzo coming from a really good Mets team. And again, what does baseball want? They want these big market teams to play well and have some excitement. The Mets are a big turnaround here. I know Steve Cohen's excited as he tweeted recently, Dave. I'm not sure. Uh, but I think Goldie plus or Alonzo plus 600, that could be a value play. When I get my phone back, I'll check and see if Steve has tweeted uh, recently because I, I left one of the big three at home. And very quickly, it's like, you know, you look at any uh, presidential candidates here. It's like Mookie, Trey, and Freddie are all from the same group. So they're splitting the votes in their own party here. They need to get behind one guy here at those longer numbers. When we come back, I wonder who the Niners are going to get behind. We'll talk with Rob Guerrero next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Monday, VEASAN is going to be having their first ever baseball betting pentathlon. Now, every weekday show, baseball analysts are going to be making five baseball bets over a span of four days to determine which show at VEASAN is the best at betting baseball. On Monday, they're going to have a, to bet on a total. On Tuesday, on an underdog and on a favorite. On Wednesday, a team. On the run line. And Thursday, a prop bet. The winner will be announced on Friday morning, July 15th at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, I'm Follow the Money. What a very exciting competition to help you 
be a smarter better out there right here on these joined once again by josh applebaum he is in boston i'm dave ross here in las vegas a pleasure to be joined by rob guerrero right now love having rob on uh during the the football season certainly on the green zone does a great job covering the niners and one of the best twitter handles out there stats on fire you got to follow him like i do rob great to catch up with you here uh in the quote-unquote off season i know there's never a dull moment in the nfl josh and i talked about it a little bit uh in the first hour of this program and that is what are the niners doing a quarterback because now it feels like with Baker Mayfield, now that he is settled in Carolina, you know, the musical chairs, the quarterbacks, Rob, there might only be one other stop potentially for a starting quarterback. That would be in Seattle. Is Jimmy G a real dance partner inside the division? And if not, where do you think he might end up? Well, he should be. Look, if you're the 49ers or any team, really, if you are looking to trade a quarterback on your team, you shouldn't then be worried about having to play that quarterback later on, because what are you so afraid of? If he was that good, you wouldn't be interested in trading him in the first place. And the truth is the Niners shouldn't be worried about facing Jimmy Garoppolo. Fred Warner intercepts Jimmy Garoppolo at practice, like to the point where the Niners can barely get anything done. So if he were to play in Seattle, we'll be happy to take those interceptions in a game. that would be just fine. But if it's not Seattle, I really don't know, uh, because like you said, most of the spots are filled up. Maybe Cleveland, maybe, but they're paying ten and a half million for Baker Mayfield not to play for them. Do they really want to pay Jimmy Garoppolo? You know what they're going to have to pay him unless he would work out some sort of new deal there. So I'm not really sure what's going to happen with Jimmy. Rob, it's great to meet you for the first time, and really you're someone we wanted to talk to today because, again, this is a big topic of conversation, especially with sports bettors right now. There are some props out there, you know, who will start week one. Uh, and, again, I'm waiting on I haven't seen the number here for Lance versus Garoppolo, but we do have the win total here, Rob. So I wanted to ask you, being an expert here on the 49ers, San Francisco, they go 10-7 and seven last year. All the knocks on Jimmy G, well, he led you to a winning season and you won a playoff game against Dallas. So with that in mind, coming into this year, and again, will it be Lance, will it be Garoppolo? But either way, we have a win total of 9.5, really juiced up over minus 140. So I know a lot of sports bettors, we don't want to pay a minus 140 juice. It's kind of an expensive price. But I'm leaning over here, Rob, over 9.5. I think you know with Shanahan and with kind of the culture, uh, and you still have Debo. Again, I know he requested a trade, but he seems like he's uh, going to play on his current number. Is this a 10-win team once again? Would you take the 49ers over 9.5 wins next year? I would, and I'm trying not to look through this, you know, at, through Homer-colored glasses here, but I just think that Jimmy Garoppolo at times did everything he could to prevent the 49ers from winning games. He had the fourth highest inter interception, or the 10th highest, excuse me, interception percentage in the entire league you're telling me Trey Lance can't do that. I mean, <laughs> that's the thing that I think a lot of 49er fans look at is there were so many plays and yards left on the field by Jimmy Garoppolo and they still got to 10 wins. So that's why I think a lot of Niner fans look at it and say, Trey Lance doesn't have to be, you know, year two Patrick Mahomes or year two Lamar Jackson in order for this team to be successful. I love the 49ers at over nine wins all their toughest games are in the AFC too. So that helps them not necessarily for the win total, but just in terms of playoff positioning in the NFC. I really do think that between Shanahan's play calling, 
Lance's athletic ability. And don't forget this defense was great last year and is going to be even better this year because they've improved the secondary. So I think it would have to be either a, a crazy injury year or Trey Lance would have to completely fall on his face for the 49ers not to win 10 games. Talking with Rob Guerrero, follow him on Twitter at stats on fire and Rob, you know, I go back, I'm old to uh, best picture in the mid 1980s. That'd be platoon where they had the two rival sergeants, right? And you had to follow one or the other. And it, it was not good, certainly for the chemistry. The elephant in the room is if they can't find a trade partner for Jimmy G, could he actually be on this roster or is there no way that he can come back to San Francisco? He better not be on this, this roster. That doesn't make sense from a salary cap perspective. And it doesn't make sense from a just team chemistry perspective. Uh, the analogy that I have used ever since Trey was drafted is that you cannot move the new girlfriend into the apartment while the old <laughs> girlfriend is still living there. You can't do it. Anytime, even if Lance wins the job, anytime he struggles, if Jimmy's there, people are going to be whispering, why aren't we going with Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo was our quarterback. We wouldn't have lost this game. It's just, it's not fair to Trey Lance. You're putting him in a position to fail. You're putting the team in a position to have a potentially split locker room. Again, if you had any idea that Jimmy Garoppolo was good enough, Trey Lance wouldn't be on the team in the first place. So I don't care if it's a trade. I don't care if it's releasing him. Under no circumstances can Jimmy Garoppolo still be in this locker room by the time training camp starts on July 26th. They have a Sergeant Elias and Sergeant Barnes, Josh, back there in the platoon days as Tom Berenger <laughs> and Willem Dafoe. You cannot. I'm right there with Rob, Josh. You cannot have these two guys. So you're going to have to work out a deal here if that gets done. So let's see how that plays out. But, but Josh, did you like that analogy? I love that analogy. I wasn't sure, I wasn't sure if you're going to go full metal jacket on me or apocalypse <laughs> now, but I'll take platoon. That was, that was a pretty good one there, Dave. Uh, and Rob, let me throw this one at you. Cause we're also looking at as betters, you know, futures props. We're looking at our card here, trying to get it finalized and at least do our, our initial homework on the season. But how about the division here? That NFC West, we we're talking about the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks earlier in the show. Surprisingly, their win totals five and a half, but juiced up over. I thought this team would be kind of a really terrible team, but oddsmakers seem to have some faith in them a little bit. Look at the Cardinals. I'm kind of down on the Cardinals. What are you going to get at Kyler Murray? That just seems like a team that could be really dysfunctional. But if the two top teams there, the Rams, obviously, the former champions, and the 49ers, who year in and year out are really competitive under Shanahan most years, Right now, you do have the the Rams, a slight plus 130 favorite to win that division. The 49ers are plus 190. For all intents and purposes, that's kind of a bit of a toss-up. You know, those odds are relatively equal. Do you see this team uh, possibly challenging the Rams and winning that division? Or is it, hey, maybe take that win total over instead? This is still the Rams division to win. I think the 49ers can challenge for the division title. Frankly, look, they always play the Rams tough. They've dominated the Rams recently. I know the NFC championship game aside, other than that, uh, Kyle Shanahan has had Sean McVay's number and the Niners struggled against the division last year. The Rams were the only games they actually won in the division, but Russell Wilson is gone. He's in Denver. So they're not going to have to worry about that with Seattle. And don't forget one of the games they lost against Arizona last year was Trey Lance's first ever start. It was his second football game in a year because he didn't really play because of COVID at North Dakota state. So I, you know, I take that one with a grain of salt as well. I think the 49ers are going to have a much easier time against the division this year. And they play the, their biggest rival in the division extremely well. So to me, I totally understand if you pick the Niners to win the NFC West. Rob, let's go back to Kyle Shanahan here. I had him in DC when he was under his dad, Mike Shanahan, way back in the day, they brought in the Baylor offense, made Robert Griffin, the third, the rookie of the year. Do they have to switch up this offense dramatically for Trey Lance from what they had with Jimmy G 
or is this going to be a training wheel situation where they're really going to treat him with kid gloves to start off the season? Well, that's what Kyle kind of did in that first start against Arizona. It was definitely a training wheels type of game. But I think you saw when Trey started his second game last year against the Texans, Kyle took the training wheels off. And Lance looked a lot better because of it. And I think that's what you're going to see. It's not going to be the same offense because Jimmy's strength is throwing accurately over the middle of the field. And that's not Trey's strength. Not that he's totally inaccurate, but he's not as accurate on those intermediate type throws as Jimmy Garoppolo. Trey's strength is going to be, of course, extending the play, using his mobility, throwing the ball outside the numbers and throwing the ball deeper down the field. So I think you're going to see a much more aggressive 49ers passing attack. You're going to see more deep passes, which you hardly ever saw with Jimmy Garoppolo. But more importantly, I, I think you're just going to see Trey Lance take advantage of the open guys that Kyle Shanahan creates. There were multiple times last season, the Titans game, the Colts game, even in that Cowboys game that they won, where there are receivers wide open. And not only can Jimmy Garoppolo not get them the ball to complete it, but it can't do anything that the ball just completely goes over his head. It's not like, well, it could have been a touchdown, but at least we got a 20 yard gain. No, the throw was so bad from Jimmy that it couldn't be caught. I don't think trade's going to have that problem. So that's how I think the offense is going to be a little bit different this year. Rob, last question for you. I got to ask about Debo Samuel. If you look at uh, going into this offseason, it was these three really good wide receivers in the same rookie class. Terry McLaurin got his money from the commanders. A.J. Brown got traded and got his money now with the Eagles. What's up with Debo Samuel? Are they going to give him a contract? Are they going to make him play it out? Is this going to be a distraction? Is he going to hold out? Uh, again, your, your star player offensively, is he is he disgruntled? Is he unhappy? You can say, hey, just play out the contract. But as a, from a better standpoint, should we, we be wary at all of Debo maybe holding out or being unhappy in San Fran? I don't think so. If you look at how the 49ers have done things in the Shanahan, John Lynch regime, they generally get their extensions done in July or August. George Kittles, I believe, was done in August. Fred Warner's was done in July. They're historically tough negotiators, but they generally do get things done. It just usually isn't on the timeline that the players would like. I think that's why you saw that Debo was upset. But ultimately, this deal is going to get done. I don't expect Debo to hold out. Rob, really appreciate you catching up here in the offseason. Can't wait for football season. Check him out at Stats on Fire on Twitter. Rob, enjoy the rest of your quote-unquote offseason. It's going to get busy very, very soon out there in the Bay. Uh, when we come back, let's wrap things up, Josh, with a little baseball talk right here on the Lombardi Line on these and the Sports Betting Network. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years 
and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The king of sportsbooks unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're going to earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? Well, come on out. You can convert those BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resort properties located in the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. So sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back alongside Josh Applebaum, I am Dave Ross, wrapping up this edition of the Lombardi Line here on VEASAN. Great conversation with Rob Guerrera. Uh, about the 49ers and their prospects. Very interesting there. I think you got the, the sense quickly that Rob does not think that Jimmy G should be back in San Francisco. Turn the keys over to Trey Lance. We'll see how that plays out. Let's talk some Major League Baseball here very quickly because, Josh, I looked at some of your plays that you like today, and I know you like some favorites out there on the board today. Let's start off with Tampa Bay in Cincinnati. Cincinnati seems to score runs at home, but they don't always win at home. What do you make of the raise today with the uh, AL Cy Young Award candidate Shane McClanahan on the bump for the raise? Yeah, I like Tampa in this one, Dave, and I like the line movement toward the Rays. So we have a lot of system matches on Tampa as well here. Let's start with the line movement in the pitching matchup. McClanahan, as you mentioned, favorite to win the signing right now, around like plus 250. I think Verlander is right there in neck and neck, around like plus 260 at BetMGM. But this guy's been fantastic. I think your cap of this game starts with McClanahan, 9-3, 1.74 ERA. In his last 11 starts, the Rays are 9-2 in those starts. Now he's facing Luis Castillo, who hasn't been bad this year, 3.09 ERA. But his last six starts, the Rays, the, uh, the Reds are two and four in those games. What I like about this one, Dave, aside from the pitching advantage, in my opinion, in favor of McClanahan, is this line movement. And it's really continuing to rise with no buyback. So this one opened as low as like Tampa minus 140, minus 135. I bet this uh, right before Lombardi line, it had to be, I don't know, like two hours ago. Mm-hmm. I got him at minus 160. Now the Rays are up to minus 175. I see some books even minus 180. So this line is continuing to go toward Tampa Bay with really no buyback whatsoever. You do have a couple good system matches here, non-division road favorites. If you look at this spot here, these non-division road favorites are 63%, almost a 7% ROI overall. Also, interleague play, I always like an interleague favorite, interleague line move. The lack of familiarity really benefits, uh, quote-unquote, the better team. 
We also have a favorite low total correlative betting uh, designation here. You know, it opened at eight, down to seven and a half. To your point, Dave, uh, this Great American Ballpark, one of your best over stadiums, it's rare that you see a seven and a half there, especially that open at eight and has fallen. So we got a big line moving to the favorite. The line's dropping on the under. Tampa's five and one. Uh, they've won uh, five of their last six. Also, you have a rest versus tired situation. Tampa was off yesterday. The Reds played yesterday. If you look at that spot, a rested favorite against a tired back-to-back dog, those teams are about 62% over the last four years. So I know it's chalky. I know it's an obvious play, but I'm going to get behind it. I don't think I'm the only one. This line is going. It looks like some respected money in favor of the Rays. Give me Tampa here. Minus 175 now. You really would have liked to get it closer to minus 160 earlier today. Sold. That is fantastic numbers there to match your system play there. So I'm with you on Tampa Bay there. The Yankees against Boston. We can have this stricken from the record book so you don't get, uh, you know, some some angry tweets in Boston. But you do like the Bombers today uh, after winning yesterday. You think they can double up today? I do. The Red Sox are in a tough spot right now, Dave. Remember, they started terrible. They got really red hot. They had a fantastic June. I think they set the team record for uh, wins in June. They were like 20 and 10 or like like 25 and 5. It was some crazy record here. They're kind of back to being kind of this like lackluster malaise type team right now. They've struggled here uh, their last, I would say, week or so. Big advantage with Cortez against Connor Siebold. Cortez, the lefty for the Bronx Bombers, 7 and 3, 2.44 ERA. The Yankees are 11 and 4 in Cortez's starts. Connor Siebold, who's pitching for Boston, this guy got lit up his last time out, and he's kind of a triple-A pitcher that with the Yankees lineup who really feasts on right-handers, I think they could get to Siebold kind of easily, and I'm actually, as a Sox fan, it pains me to say it, but I think the Yankees could light up Siebold today. The line open Yankees, like minus 135. They're up to minus 155. Yankees, 56-22 and 22 as a favorite, and they have crushed right-handed pitching, 41-15. and 15. So to me, the Sox, I think they're going to get hot once again, but right now I think it's a time to bet against Boston. And again, lines going to the Yankees. Road favorites have been really good this year, around 61%. But chalk it up to this, Dave. Connor Siebold, I think the, the Yankees lineup could really feast on him today. I got the Yankees with a line move on a road favorite. You know, I was told years ago that Sonny Gray is an oxymoron. It can't be sunny and gray at the same time. We got Sunny Gray against John Gray of the Rangers here. So interesting matchup there. And I know you like to win twins possibly to get a win today. I do. I like I like the the Sunny Gray, not the John Gray today. Make sure when you when you go bet your game and right. you see Gray listed pitcher action, go listed pitcher. Make sure it's the right Gray that you're betting on here. But uh, I like Minnesota in this spot, Dave. You know they open kind of a pick 'em type number. This was like minus one ten both sides, a relative pick 'em play uh, between uh, you know a couple teams here from a non division spot. But really, the line's been going to Minnesota. Minnesota now up to minus 115. I see some shops that are closer to, like, minus 120. And Sonny Gray, the one who we're betting on today, or at least I am here, Dave. Maybe I'll talk you into this one. Uh, but he's 4-1, 2.47 ERA. The Twins are 8-1, the last nine Sonny Gray starts. Minnesota's bats are pretty good this year. Uh, obviously, they added Correa, but that lineup has really lengthened, I think, with that trade with the Yankees, too. But they're hitting 253 as a team, just 238 for Texas. And again, this is the system that is my favorite all year, non-division road favorite, 63% overall. Another system match would be if both teams had a day off the previous day, just take the favorite. Very simple. But uh, when you both have rest, it really benefits more um, kind of uh, uh, from a larger degree 
the better team who can get their uh, position players, you know, a day off their feet, reset your bullpen, your, your maybe your your uh, starter gets another day off. That both teams had a day off take the favorite system is 63 and 39, 62% this year. So I'm going to go the Twins here. They've been good with Gray on the bump. The line's moving in their favor. We got a couple matches. Give me the Twinkies here, Dave. You know, one thing about not having your phone for a show, it's nice not checking in on Twitter and seeing all the angst with White Sox Twitter. Because, you know, coming here from Chicago, my goodness, every day it's something with those people. They just are not happy with this baseball team. But you like Lucas Giolito today at home for the Southsiders. What do you make of that matchup? I do, and I don't love laying these big numbers in the, within the division, Dave, because, again, divisional dogs bark louder than non-division dogs. But I think it's a spot to kind of maybe buy low on the White Sox and our buddy Adam Burke, uh, who does you know a great job across the mm-hmm. network talking MLB. He's been saying, like, I want the White Sox. I want to win this division, but when are we going to get the best number? I'm thinking maybe this is kind of the best time if you want to uh, bet them to catch the Twins because you're still getting, I think, like plus 140, plus 130, something like that. They are getting healthier finally. I feel like they're always hurt, Dave, but you did get – Eloy Jimenez back in the lineup. Tim Anderson's been good to go for quite a bit here. And Scooble against Giolito. Scooble has got good numbers this year. He's a 4.06 ERA. But over the last uh, month or so, he's got an ERA of 6. The um, the Detroit Tigers are 0-5 his last five starts. And Giolito, yes, he's been a huge disappointment. But he's coming off a good game against the, uh, the San Francisco Giants. He went six innings, only gave up one run. And you can also look at the line movement. It opened White Sox as low as like minus 150. They're closer to like minus 170 right now. Their Chicago White Sox are five and two head to head against the Detroit Tigers. They have the better bats hitting 254 versus 231. And Detroit is the worst road team in all of baseball. They got a really uh, a good win yesterday, two, uh, two to one. I got the under in that one, which was nice. Again, check the weather every time you play a you know a White Sox or a Wrigley Field Cubs game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to me, this is a bet against on the road. They're only 12 and 23 on the road. Second worst team on the road would be the uh, Colorado Rockies. So, again, it's a big number. I think it might be high for a reason, though, Dave. Give me the White Sox to win this one tonight. All right, I got a couple minutes to go here with Josh Applebaum as we break down the Major League Baseball slate. The Padres against the G-Men today, San Francisco. Blake Snell back on the bump here. He's been an interesting guy when you look at kind of up and down here. What do you make of Snell today in the Padres in this spot? So I like this move towards San Diego. And I know I'm a broken record. I do like quite a few favorites here today, Dave. And again, I'm a dog guy by nature, but you do see uh, NHL. We had a big favorite year. MLB favorites have done better than dogs. So I think it's not just take every favorite. I think it's pick your spots on favorites that kind of check off boxes for you. So I like San Diego in this one. They got to win yesterday against the G-Men. This is Blake Snell against long couple left-handers here. But San Diego opened like minus 125. Uh, and as soon as it was announced that that Long would be pitching for San Fran, this line shot up even higher to the Padres. Now they're up to minus 150. So the line's moving, again, about 25 cents of steam. Correlative betting, we have a favorite line move with a line move toward the under. Seven and a half here. Some of these seven and a halves are juiced up. At least a couple books, minus 115. What I really like, though, uh, and again, Snell's been disappointing here, but he did p- pitch pretty well against that Dodgers lineup. He went five innings, one run his last time out. And if you look at the Padres against lefties, 19 and nine against lefties this year. They've done very well against lefties. San Fran isn't as close to that against lefties. So I like this play toward the Padres. Uh, again, they had a day off. They were two and eight going into their day off. Maybe get something going here with the Padres once again. I like them tonight with their line move in their favor. All right, very quickly, the last 30 seconds. I know Seattle all of a sudden feels like they're catching fires. You're going to back the M's today at home against the Blue Jays? 
I am. I'll make it quick on you, Dave. They've been red hot. I think they're 13 and three, their last 16 games. Their win total is now back in contention over 83 and a half. Whoa. But this was a, an opener of Toronto, like minus 125. We got a pick them game right now, Dave. And you have like 70% of bets on the Jays. This is one of your top reverse line moves of the day. Give me this red hot Seattle team at pretty much a minus 105 price. And by the way, 11 years ago to the day, Mike Trout made his major league debut. Just a number, a nugget we're going to throw out there to end the show. Hey, Josh, really enjoyed the conversation for the last two hours. Appreciate you, my friend. Great job. Go find that phone. Go check your text and let, let's get after it. It's going to have a Dave. million texts I'm going to have to respond to. <laughs> Rob Gray, I want to thank him. Of course, Wes Reynolds as well. Keep it locked on the network on these and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.